Hey guys, it's Melissa here from MelissaOatman.com. Welcome to Awaken Your Inner Awesomeness, a daily podcast devoted to spirituality and self-help. If you're new, I want to welcome you. If you're returning, welcome back. So I had a listener named Jennifer who reached out to me and asked me if I would do a podcast about toxic relationships with family members. I had done a, a podcast about toxic relationships in general a few months ago, and I had played it on a replay. As I said, I think someone really needed to hear it. And I got a lot of response from it. And one of the things that she emailed me about was that she really enjoyed the episode, but that she was also having issues with a toxic family member. And that's a little different than just being in a relationship with someone who's toxic. Because we can choose to walk away from someone who's toxic. When it's a family member, it's a lot harder. So I want to thank her for um, asking me to do this episode. Anytime you reach out to me with something that you'd like to hear about, I, um, I welcome ideas for episodes because I just personally ask my guides and ask the divine what I think people need to hear and that's how I'm guided to do my podcast but when people reach out to me and say this is what I need to hear well that's just as good for me as the divine saying this is what people need to hear so I want to thank her for reaching out so toxic family members this is a tough one Usually when we have toxic family members, it's somebody close to us. So it could be a mom or a dad or a sibling. It's usually someone close to our inner circle. But I truly believe, no matter what the situation is, the reason that many of these toxic people come into our lives is because we have to learn how to value ourselves, how to stand up for ourselves and to set healthy boundaries. And it doesn't matter if you have a toxic spouse or a toxic mother or father or sibling, the same principles apply. A toxic person doesn't feel good about themselves. And when I was talking to um, Jennifer, I said to her, You know, people who are toxic, it's like they don't understand how to deal with the emotions that they have inside. A lot of times, toxic people are people who, when they were younger, they didn't have any control over what was happening to them in their lives, and they were very angry, upset, confused about that. And it could have been because they were themselves physically abused, sexually abused, or emotionally abused. Um, And it doesn't have to be that they were, but generally speaking, most people who experience this not knowing what to do with their emotions, it's because when they were younger, they didn't have control over a lot. And now sometimes it might not be that they were abused. It might be that maybe... They just had a very chaotic childhood, and so they didn't have control over what happened to them a lot. Sometimes when you have kids who get shuffled from one home to another, they just didn't have a lot of stability. And really, 
what that comes down to is that they didn't have a lot of their own personal power. Like their power was taken from them because they didn't have control over what was happening in their lives. So a lot of people deal with that by having the need to control everything in their life when they get older, and that includes controlling people. Another thing to think about is that when someone feels powerless, it makes them feel powerful to take away someone else's personal power. And there are a lot of ways you can take away someone's personal power. You can belittle them. You can try to control them. You can um, just put them down and, and really make them feel bad about themselves. There are a lot of things people do that rob your personal power. And it drains your energy. And just being around these kinds of people, you just feel the very energy and life force just leaving your body. You know, we call them energy vampires as well. And it's because these people who are put in our lives, they don't feel good about themselves for whatever reason. And there are many reasons that this could be. They um, have very low self-esteem. And in my own opinion, they're looking for ways to have control in their lives, to find some sort of stability. Now, of course, we know that's not the way to deal with it. That's not healthy. And they really need to get those emotions out and to heal. But the thing with a toxic person is that you cannot make them heal. You can't help them. You can't save them. You can't stop them. They have to want to get help themselves. They have to see what they're doing. And a lot of them do not. Many of them think that what they do is perfectly okay. And they may say things to you that are their own opinion, but that puts you down like they might insult your parenting style or the outfit you had on or the way you wore your hair or the way you do something. And they might make a little snide comment like, um, well, a good parent wouldn't let their child blah, blah, blah. And it comes across as criticism. And to them, they think that they're doing you this grand favor by pointing out to you the ways in which you need to be better. But what they're really doing is deflecting and they're um, making themselves feel better by taking out their frustration, their lack of feeling of being able to control things on you. So one of the ways they can do that, they can feel better about themselves, is by criticizing you, putting you down, making you feel bad. Because believe it or not, that actually makes them feel better about themselves. And they already don't feel good about themselves. So when they put you down, criticize whatever you do, It's just a way for them to feel better. Like if I tell someone else how horrible they are, then I'm going to feel like I'm an amazing person. And to the rational thinking mind, we say that doesn't make sense. Like how could it make you feel better to make someone else feel bad about themselves? But in their mind, 
if I don't feel good about myself, why should you feel good about yourself? So they're going to take you down with them is basically, you know, essentially what that is. It's like someone who's extremely jealous has to make you feel bad about yourself in order to make themselves feel good about themselves. Because that's really, it essentially, a lot of times is what it boils down to. It's these low vibrational feelings, jealousy, inadequacy, all of these things. And it really is about them. It's not even about you. It's not about you. And that took me a long time to really understand that. And Jenna and I were talking about that. She said it took me a while too to understand that it's not about me. And it's not. It has nothing to do with you. It's kind of like what happens with you is really just a symptom of the greater problem. And the greater problem is that this person is emotionally, um, I want to say emotionally void, but what I mean by that is they just haven't, healed their stuff they haven't healed their emotional baggage so instead what they do is to project it onto you and by doing that number one it makes them feel better about themselves but number two if it's all about control and power and manipulation is always about power it's about look how big and bad and powerful I am I'm able to make you feel this small it doesn't really have anything to do with you It has everything to do with this person needing to feel powerful. And I would venture to say that the person probably grew up feeling very powerless. And, you know, that happens a lot of ways. As I said, they might have been abused themselves or maybe their home life was unstable. Maybe the parents didn't abuse them. But maybe they got bounced around from home to home or there just wasn't a lot of stability. I don't know, whatever caused it. But that's a a big reason why a lot of people feel the need to have control over every situation in their life. And you know how it is. If you can think back to a time when you were younger, when you were a child, and this has happened to all of us at some point in time or another, it's just that with these particular people, It was a pattern of behavior. It happened a lot. But many of us can remember being little and having something happen where you felt scared or uncertain what was going to happen next. I can remember when um, I was younger and my um, great uncle passed away. And we called him Papa because he was like a grandpa to us and he lived next door to us growing up. And both of my grandpas had passed away before I was born. So he basically was grandpa. And I remember that my mom came to school. I was in second grade and she came to school to get us early for an early dismissal. And I was so excited. And this sounds silly at the time, but, you know, you wanted an early dismissal, right? Like, oh, yeah, I get to leave school early. So I was so excited that we got this early dismissal. And then when my mom came to get us, like the look on her face when she picked us up, I knew that something was not right. I knew something was wrong. But I was seven. Actually, It was actually like two days before my eighth birthday. And I wasn't 
mature enough or old enough to really grasp the depth of what was happening. And I remember she told us, you know, he passed away and at seven years old, like I knew what death meant. Like I I knew what it meant, but I didn't really know what it meant. You know what I mean? Like I really didn't have any clue what that really meant. Like the ramifications of that. I didn't realize that meant I was never, ever going to see him again. And, um, I didn't believe her, you know, I remember saying you're lying and no, that's not true because I couldn't imagine how he would just never be in our lives again because he was a part of it. We lived next door. We stayed at their house all the time. And all of a sudden in like one instant, a snap, like blowing out a candle, he was gone and it just didn't seem possible. And I remember feeling really scared and uncertain. And I remember thinking, well, if he can just suddenly die, so could anybody else. And I remember actually praying that night that my grandma and my Aunt G, which is his wife, that they would live to be old. And I remember praying that because I was afraid that they were going to be taken away too. And I was very close to my grandma and I was close to my great aunt as well. And I remember that feeling of helplessness and powerlessness in that like whole week when we had, when we learned of his death and we had to go to the funeral and, and it was our birthday and they had like a little birthday celebration. I think his actual funeral was on our birthday, but they had the celebration like the next day or something like that. And I remember, like, okay, this doesn't even feel like my birthday. Like, it, birthdays were such a you know, amazing thing, right? And that year it was like not even having one. And it was all kind of like a blur. And I remember that feeling of having no power and being scared that, well, if it happened to him, it could happen to anyone. So if you can imagine a time in your life where you felt powerless like that, Usually people who feel the need to control others, it's because they're trying somehow to take back the power that they lost as a child. But it's not, that's not a successful way to do it. And they don't understand that they're trying to take their power back in the wrong way because it doesn't start with anyone else. It's not about bossing around other people. That's not how you take your power back. You take your power back by loving yourself and healing the old wounds that you have. Nobody's perfect, and no one that I know of ever had a perfect childhood. But we can heal from the things we didn't get. And many of us had things we didn't get growing up. We had things that were missing, whether it was relationships with certain parents or if you were missing just your parents caring for you, you know, we all had things that we'd love to change about our childhood. But it's healing. It's recognizing that, hey, I didn't get that and healing from that. And people who are toxic are not able to, number one, see that it's their responsibility to heal. 
And those people will blame everyone else and their brother for the way that they act. You know, it's not their fault. But I'm here to tell you that when you're an adult, everything you do is 100% your own fault. It's not anybody else's fault. Because as an adult, you know better. And when you know better, you do better. And if you don't know better, you know, and you don't do better, then that's your fault. Because there are so many resources out there. We know how people are supposed to behave. So when you see that your behavior is hurting others and you don't do anything to change that, that's your fault. And the way that we go about changing our behavior is we heal. I mean, I will tell you that there are a lot of things I did as a parent before I knew better that I would go back and say I would never do that again. I would change the way that I parented because I didn't understand that what I was doing was not the best way to help my kids, you know? Like the whole setting rules and being very strict with that and not having to yell because you just say, look, here's the consequence, you broke it, now here's what happens. That's a much easier way. But I did things the hard way, and now I know better, and so it's different now. But so many people... They just do what they know and they don't try to fix it. And even if you go to them and say, look, what you're doing is hurting me, they're probably not going to hear you. And they'll get defensive and they'll say, no, it's your fault. And people who are family members who are toxic think their behavior is okay. And they actually think that like if you came to them and had an honest conversation and said, look, you're hurting my feelings, you know, and you're doing this, they wouldn't even hear that. They would be super defensive and suddenly it would be turned around that it's your fault. Your fault. You're the one who did it. You caused them to act the way they did. And that's very typical of people who are toxic. They will turn everything around to be your fault and they never want to take blame, never want to see how they play a part in what happens. It's just always that whatever your action was that caused their reaction, right? If I screamed and yelled at you and told you that you were a stupid person, it's because you made me do it. You did something that made me call you that. And that's really the logic that they think, you know? And it's so wrong, but they're never going to see that unless they actually go to counseling and get the help. And even going to counseling isn't a guarantee that it's going to change somebody. I went to counseling so many times with my ex and he put on a great show. I'll say that when we'd be at the counselor, Hey, Oh yes. Yeah. I sometimes I do this. It didn't matter. As soon as we left, he was not about to change his behavior. And it was just a waste of money. We might as well have taken $100 and thrown it down the toilet because that was as useful as it was. Because he did not care. And the counselor just thought that he was just so great and willing to work. He didn't do anything. And he was not about to. And he's not going to change. And the toxic people in your life really are probably not going to change. And so what it becomes then is about you learning how to protect your energy and protect yourself. Because you don't deserve to be belittled, put down, anything at all. So what you have to do when you're dealing with a toxic person is you have to stand your ground. 
you have to say to them, look, and it's hard, if, especially if it's a parent, but you have to say to them, look, if you're going to talk to me or treat me like this, I'm not coming around you. I'm not. And even if you have to keep your children away, if it saves, like, if they're being that way with them too, like, you have to do that sometimes. And it's okay for you to say, listen, this is not okay. You're not going to treat me this way. I'm not going to feel bad about myself. And if you're going to continue to talk to me in this way, then I don't want to have anything to do with you. And that's absolutely okay. And, you know, other people in your family may try to make you feel guilty about it. And I get that. I get that. You know, there were times in my life when my mom would say things to me that I didn't necessarily agree with and, like, try to critique my parenting style. And I just didn't want to be criticized, you know? Your opinion is one thing. You criticizing me is something totally different. And I didn't want to hear that. So I had to say, like, I'm not, like, I just had to not answer my phone, essentially. I didn't answer my phone. So I'm like, I'm not going to, I'm not going to have you talking to me in that way. You know, if you want to come at this in a different approach, that's fine. You have your opinion. And everyone's entitled to their own opinion. But no one has the right to make you feel bad. And you don't have to stand there and take that. So I think, you know, that she knows that if she starts to do that, I'm just going to stop answering my phone. And it's not me being mean. It's me standing my ground and putting my foot down and setting a healthy boundary and saying, this is not okay. You're not allowed to treat me this way. And until you treat me the way I want to be treated, then I'm not talking to you. And your family members, because that happened to me too, they'd be like, well, that's your mother. How could you treat your mother that way? I don't care who it is. No one has the right to make you feel bad about yourself. And if other family members come at you and say, well, that's your family and family blood's thicker than water, all the BS lines they give you, well, your peace is worth more than whatever all of that nonsense is. And just because you were born in that family, it does not mean that that has to bind you forever. It doesn't. There are people who have to disconnect from their biological family because it saves their sanity. We have our soul family that we attract here and the people that support us and love us and help us and they're amazing people and the reason that we get sent the soul family is because sometimes we can't count on our biological family. As sad as that is to say. Or we can learn to appreciate our biological family, but that's not really who we consider to be our true, true family. Because we will go and visit them and we will be respectful, but we're not going to allow them to invade our space and be critical and rude and mean and cause us to lose, number one, our peace, two, our personal power, 
and three, to diminish our self-worth. We're not allowing that. And I don't care who it is, you're not allowing that. So it's tough when it's a close family member, but it's so important. And that's one of the reasons we have those relationships in our lives is to help you, number one, set a healthy boundary, and number two, realize your self-worth. Because what happens when we have people who are close to us like that, especially if they're parents, it can make us feel really badly about ourselves and totally diminish our self-worth. And then we have to go back and fix that. We have to realize that our self-worth isn't dependent on that person. That whatever that person believes about us is none of our business. And you just have to get to that point. Here's something that I had to learn that took me a while because growing up, my mom was such an influential person in my life, but I had to realize that sometimes she's wrong. And that was like a huge deal. Because I defended her in all things. Because I thought, you know, that's my mom. That's what you do. And it wasn't until being an adult that I realized, you know, that's not the case. Like, I'm, I can't defend someone who is wrong. And I'm not going to. And it's not like I don't wish her ill or anything like that but if there's something that happens and she's wrong I'm not going to defend that and that was a big step for me to say you're wrong (laughs) or I'm not going to continue to come around you if you continue to do this and that was a very very difficult thing and I still have difficulties sometimes It's still a lesson for me, and I know that's definitely was a lesson for me in being with who I married. I had to learn that lesson. I had to learn that my self-worth is not dependent on what you think, what she thought, what my ex thought. It's not dependent on what anyone thinks. Like I have to love who I am myself and be okay with who I am, and I can't worry about anyone else. And that was a tough lesson for me because I always wanted to make sure that everyone was happy all the time, which is a ridiculous thought anyway. It's not even possible. But I had to get out of that people-pleasing mindset and I had to just realize that, look, it is what it is and it isn't what it isn't. I am who I am, not to sound like Popeye, but I am the person I am. And you can either love me or not, I don't really care. But this is what it is. And you're not going to mow over me or my boundaries. My boundaries are here and you're not allowed to cross that. So having toxic family members is harder because we do have to be around those people sometimes. But honestly, you don't have to be. But I know that we like being around other family members and sometimes that means having to be around the family members we don't necessarily like being around. But you can handle that because when the 
toxic family member starts pulling the the stuff, playing the games and doing all of the stuff that you don't like, you stand up for yourself and you say, you know what? No. No. If you never learn a word, no is the word you need to learn how to say. Because no is not a bad word. It is sometimes the word we need to say the most. No. No, you're not going to do this. No, that's not okay. No, I'm not coming there. No, I'm not talking to you. We have to preserve our energy from those energy vampires. When someone is being manipulative and they're being cruel, it's draining you of your energy and it is depleting your self-worth and self-esteem. And no one has the right to do that. No one has the right to steal your own personal power from you. But if you let them do that, they absolutely will. It's when you decide to stand up for yourself and to say, no, no, you're not doing that, that it finally stops. Because when people realize you're not going to take any of their BS, they quit. It doesn't mean they're going to stop being a toxic person, but they'll know how far they can push you. And when you say no, they'll stop. It's not fun anymore. And when they're not getting anything out of you, like if you don't react to them and you tell them no to things, they're not taking any of your power, which doesn't give them any more power. They're not feeling good about themselves by putting you down because you're not letting them. So they stop because it's, you know, it's not fun for them. And if you have to disconnect yourself, sometimes you do. Sometimes you do just to set a precedent and to set a point, prove a point and say to them, no, this is not okay. You're not going to cross over my boundaries. You're not going to make me feel bad about myself. You're not going to do any of those things. So as difficult as it might be, it's necessary sometimes. And if you're having trouble You can do a lot of things to help you with this. Number one, you can call on your spiritual team and ask. Just say, listen, I'm having a problem with this family member. It's a very toxic relationship, and I'm not sure how to proceed. I need some guidance. I need wisdom. And you can do that. They will give you guidance and wisdom. You can also practice in the mirror looking at yourself and saying no. Practice saying no. Because oftentimes toxic family members will volunteer you to do things that you didn't want to do and didn't ask to do. Because it's another way of like getting what they want out of you. So say, say no. No, you're not doing that. All right, guys. Well, I wanted to pull a card for you. And I love the way the universe works. I pulled a card and what I got was self-trust. This is from the Chakra Healing Deck by the Sage Goddess. It says, the time has come to really trust who you are and love yourself fully. If there are parts of you that are out of alignment with your faith or your values, call them into alignment now so you feel better and more integrated. Then trust your intuition and inner knowing without question. Going as much as you can with the flow of your desires and passions. 
cultivate your higher self as a trusted ally and seek its voice in meditation. And this has to do with your solar plexus chakra. And that's where we, we really have our sense of self-worth and self-esteem and confidence. And that has to be in alignment. And that has to be, you know, when you are truly, truly secure in who you are, then telling others no and setting healthy boundaries isn't as big a deal. So if that's out of alignment, that's telling you that you need to really get in alignment. And you can do that by having your chakras balanced. I have a chakra balancing meditation on my website that you can purchase or you could have a Reiki session because within your Reiki session, I balance your chakras. There are also mantras that you can say and things you can do. You can do tappings. There's a lot of ways that you can balance that. But it's so important that you do because unless you do, people are going to continue to just take advantage of you. You know, they won't do it if you don't let them. And as silly as that seems like, oh yeah, that's easier said than done. But it's true. People will take as much from you as you allow them. When you set a healthy boundary and you say no, it stops. They might try more than once, but I guarantee you if you say no two times or three times to someone, they're going to eventually stop because it's not fun for them either. So I hope that if you are dealing with toxic relationships in your life, that you are taking the steps necessary to heal yourself And to also protect your own energy, your own sanity, balancing yourself. And know that the universe is behind you. When we learn this lesson, we get rewarded with people who are so much better for us. People come into our lives who are amazing. And I'm proof of that. I am proof of that. So take my word for it. It's not an easy thing to do to disconnect yourself from people who are toxic, but it is worth it. And you can slowly allow them back into your life when they understand what you allow and what you won't allow. And if people love you enough, they will try to work with you. All right, guys. Well, I'm going to thank you for being with me as always. If you like this podcast, please share it with others. Please subscribe. That helps others to find me. And if you wouldn't mind taking one minute of your time and leaving a review from wherever you're listening, that is a beautiful energy exchange. I spend my energy recording this for you. And in return, you sharing it and leaving feedback for me, that's a beautiful thing. So I want to thank you for those of you who do that and have already done that. And if you're doing that in the future, thank you. I appreciate that. I appreciate you. If you need anything from me, if you'd like to book a session with me, a Reiki session, a past life regression, or just a one-on-one spiritual life coaching session, please do not hesitate. You can book online or you can simply reach out to me either through email, text, phone. You can message me on Facebook or Instagram and we can set up a session that way. Or if you have any questions about you know, maybe you want to work with me, but you're not sure what you need. You can reach out to me and we can, I can go over anything with you. I can answer any questions. We can figure out what the best session for you would be for whatever the healing needs you have are. As always, continue to join me on my Facebook lives. We had so much fun yesterday and I am still going to pick some people from the replay for my Facebook live to pull a card for. 
I'm giving it an extra day to give people time to go and watch it, and then I'm going to pick the replays. So again, thank you for being with me. I am sending you massive love and light. I hope that you have a beautiful day, and I will talk to you soon. Bye-bye.